Welcome, everybody, to another special episode of the Hey Coach podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about networking, and these are going to be things that you can immediately take action on to help you move in whatever transition that you're looking to do in in career, in life. And what better than to bring back a previous guest from season two, episode 45, Andy Storch. Andy, thanks for coming in. Eric, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited to be back. This is, this is going to be great. Just to let people know a little bit about you, Andy is uh, an author, uh, speaker, coach, podcaster. Uh, he has a great book right behind me, yep. Own Your Career, Own Your Life. He also is the, you're the founder of the Talent Development Think Tank. Yep, that's right. And like I said, one thing about Andy is that he is the epitome of the networker. <laughs> So, Andy, just a quick thing. Yeah. How important is networking in looking to get into a different career or, or just trying to find what your next step is? Yeah, such a leading question. I don't think it's very important at all, Eric. Uh, no, I think it's, uh, why are we talking about this? Uh, honestly, I don't, you know, there's lots of important things you need and can be doing to grow in your career, find different opportunities, whatever it may be. Um, I just don't think there's anything more important than networking. The only thing I could think of that's possibly more important than networking is just working on your mindset, right? Which can feed into your ability to be great at networking. We could have a whole dis different discussion about mindset. I've got a chapter in my book about it, but I also have two chapters in my book about networking because it's so important. When I think back across my own career, as well as the hundreds of conversations I've had with other people, um, there's nothing that's been more uh, impactful and critical for my own success than networking. And when I say networking, for me, that's a broad bucket. That's a term sometimes that intimidates people or they don't like it. Um, I just think about relationship building, right? So there's not, been nothing that's more important for me than having relationships. And I think about, I've had lots of different jobs and now a couple of different businesses in my career. And almost all of them have come from networking or from relationships. Going all the way back to my very first job when I was 15 years old, uh, my mom got me a job working on the county highway maintenance crew. Um, I still don't remember or know how the heck she had that connection, but I had nothing else going on. Uh, so, you know, working minimum wage that summer in the hot central Florida sun, uh, you know, gave me my first job and taught me a lesson that I need to go get a college degree because I don't want to do this uh, work outside anymore. Maybe for some people, it wasn't for me. Um, the next job I got was working in a pharmacy. My best friend at high school had that job and got me a job there, right? And then on and on, it just continued uh, all the way up into today. You know, Most of the clients I work with, people I, I work with uh, often come from either introductions, personal relationships, or through LinkedIn where I'm out there networking every day. Excellent. Excellent. And that, that's a great spot because uh, I was just going to ask you, let's say I'm trying to look to see what my first step is and I want to network. Yeah. What, yeah. what kind of places can I start looking at to help? Me? Yeah. So you're, you're kind of new to this idea of networking. I mean, certainly depending on how long you've been alive, uh, you have been already building relationships in your life before, right? Going back to preschool, elementary school, uh, you probably made at least a few friends, you know, some more than others. I was a pretty shy kid actually in school all the way up through high school. Uh, I had a very small group of friends. I didn't talk to very many people. I was terrified of talking to girls, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> but really anybody knew. And um, I came out of my shell later 
a little bit in college and then more so when I was 25, I actually read a book called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi, which is what really introduced me to the importance of networking. Um, I still recommend that book, but it's, it's a little outdated. You can get a lot of info from my book and of course, this interview. Um, you, you start wherever you are, right? You don't need to feel guilty about the past, but start where you are and identify what is it that you want to accomplish and what is it that you want to change? You have built relationships in the past, right? You probably just weren't that intentional about them. So can you be more intentional about the relationships that you're seeking out? For instance, if you're looking for a new job, uh, going and trying to find people who are doing the type of work that you're doing so that you can build relationships with those people and learn from those people. If you are, uh, you know, maybe uh, looking for a new romantic relationship, you got to go out and build relationships with people, right, in different ways um, for that purpose, right. So think about what's your purpose, and then get intentional about it and get proactive. And when you're getting more proactive, that could mean uh, showing up at networking events. It could mean going to conferences. Um, it could mean talking to classmates or colleagues if you're in school or you're in a workplace. And of course, it can mean um, getting more active and intentional on social media, especially LinkedIn, but could be other platforms depending on what you're trying to do. So if you're in the corporate professional world, then LinkedIn is going to be the place to be. Um, but there's other pursuits if you're you know more artistic. I know you work with a lot of athletes. Uh, you know, Instagram or Facebook could be the place to go, uh, depending on what you're trying to do. And you know, the next thing is I mentioned being proactive, right? Um, you want to get curious, right? So reach out to people, uh, look to start conversations, just ask people, hey, can we can we have a conversation? I'd love to learn more about what you do, who you are. And um, then ask questions and just get to know them. Don't ask them to give you anything other than a little bit of their time. And you're going to find you're going to be able to build a relationship with a lot of people, learn a lot of things that could lead to whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Exactly. And I think one of the things we kind of have a tendency to, to be scared of is that we, we think that people are going to say no. Yeah. And I find that there's more people that say yes Yeah. when you're not looking for something from them. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. That's why we say when I talk to people, especially if you're looking for a job, uh, to do as many informational interviews as possible. And that's usually, you know, reaching out to people who are doing the type of work that you're doing, right? Whether that's an athlete or a corporate professional, and just to ask them questions about what they do, what they like about it, what they don't like about it, how they got into it, uh, who else they know that does it. You're not asking them for a job because when, once you ask somebody to, you know, give you an introduction or a job that doesn't know you that well, you're putting them in an awkward position because that's putting their reputation on the line. But when you're only asking them to tell you about their what the work they do and their experience, people usually enjoy having those conversations because uh, I talk about this all the time and even in corporate environments, quite frankly, we don't often get very much of an opportunity to talk about the work that we do, right? How often do you get to talk about that? Your friends don't ask you about it. Even your your significant other, they don't care. Like they've heard it once and they're like, you know, how is work? Okay, great, whatever. Let's talk about, you know, <laughs> who's going to do the dishes tonight and who's going to pick up the kids, whatever, right? Like very rarely do you get a chance to really talk about the type of work you do until someone comes along and says, hey, I'm really interested in the type of work you do. I'd love for you to tell me more about what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis, right? So you could be that person. It's almost like you're doing them a favor to give them an opportunity to talk about themselves. and. You know, going back to there's a very famous book written by a guy named Dale Carnegie in the 1930s called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And in that book, uh, over almost 90 years ago, he wrote something that is just as true today as it was then. Um, he said that everybody's favorite subject is themselves. And it's still true, right? Like I love talking about myself. 
Um, even if I'm shy about it, sometimes most people are thinking about yourself all the time. So you give people an opportunity to talk about themselves. Now, just going back to that point you made about um, fearing rejection, I spent most of my life growing up uh, until probably the age 28 or 30 being terrified of of, of rejection, right? Um, a lot of people deal with this and you got to find ways to get past that and realize like the worst that they can say is no, you're just asking for a little bit of their time. And some people are very busy. It's not personal, right? They're just like, ah, I don't feel like I have time or maybe you haven't made it compelling enough for them. Um, and there's always going to be a subset or percentage of people that say no. So when I was in business school, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next in my career. And I started reaching out to alumni in different positions. And I probably reached out to, if I remember right, like 30 or so people. And I expected to maybe have a 50% hit rate at best. It ended up being about 75% because people were like happy to help, right? I wasn't asking them for a job, just asking for a conversation. Um, but still there were a few people that said no or didn't respond because they were busy. And sometimes you can follow up with those people. Um, but you know, they're gonna say no. But the thing is, if you don't ask anybody, then they've all said no, right? You know, they say you right. miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I don't know if it was Wayne Gretzky who said that or uh, whoever it was, right? But you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You got to take those shots. You're going to miss some. Some people are going to say no. Some people are going to, uh, you know, pass or not respond to you. But many others will say yes. And you don't get to those until you try, until you reach out, until you have those conversations. And those conversations may lead to other things. Um, you just don't know until you have it. I, I have a good friend named... Uh, ben Killoy, who has a saying that uh, you are always just one conversation away from changing the rest of your life. And I think about that all the time. Like, take this conversation because you never know what it might lead to. One person introduce you to someone, introduce you to somebody, um, and it goes on and on and on. So uh, I just think the whole world opens up through relationships, through conversations, um, but it starts with the first one. No, oh, that's great. And actually, you just gave me a thought when my son was going uh, looking at schools to play football. Mm. Just a perfect example was we went to this one school and the guy said, uh, the coach said, Hey, you know what? We're kind of tight on your position. Where else are you looking at? Mm -hmm. And we named a couple of schools. He goes, Oh, I know the assistant coach at that school. Mm. He goes, here's his phone number. Give him a call and tell him I call. I talk to you. Oh, it's amazing. Now there was no way we would have known that. Right. But if it wasn't that we went to that first place and we spoke to them. Yep. But see, you got to let that happen naturally too, right? So you, you're going to have a conversation with 10 people and, and eight of them may have nothing they can do for you. And that's okay, right? You also have to go into these things with no expectations. Right. Uh, but eventually, if you're you're presenting yourself well, you're having a good conversation, people like you, they're going to want to introduce you to other people, right? And But you got to have those conversations first. And again, you can't go in asking for things. If you had come to him right away and said, hey, can you introduce me to other coaches and they barely know you? He's like, wait a minute, I don't even know you. I'm not going to put my reputation on the line, right? But you have a conversation. You're not asking him for anything other than just talking. And now he wants to help you and offers to make this introduction. I see that happening all the time. It's just about balancing it right where you're proactively reaching out to people. You're having conversations, but you're not asking them for anything other than their time. And, and you're going into it with no expectations so that you can't necessarily be disappointed. You just keep having the next conversation. Exactly. Exactly. So like you said, we, you know, we have LinkedIn. Yep. You said alumni you, that you, when you were in, uh, you reached yeah, out to you know what? If, if you did go to college, uh, and this could work for other types of schools, trade schools, whatever it may be. But if you did go to college, I, I find there's no better um, sort of group to reach out to, if that's a possibility for you, than to go onto LinkedIn or to an alumni database and reach out to alumni of your school 
and say, hey, you know, I, we both went to the same school. This is what I'm trying to do in my career. People love helping out others from their college or their fraternity or their trade school they went to, right? Because you sort of have that like common bond. Hey, we both went to this school. And I think there's something even implicit in it. They're like, well, if I help this person, that kind of helps the overall reputation of the school, right? Because we are helping people get more jobs or whatever it is. So um, I know that, you know, people reach out to me all the time on LinkedIn and I see myself responding more favorably if that person is an alumnus of one of the two colleges that I went to. Right, right. And then also there's another place which, you know, a lot of towns and cities, they have community activities. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great place, even if it's just not a networking thing, it could be something else. Yeah, yeah. But just an opportunity to talk. Well, yeah. I mean, people usually meet and bond over some type of commonality. That's why we always make friends with people in school, because we're in this school at the same time. We might as well talk to each other, right? We make friends with colleagues at work. Um, so you need some other activity or some other commonality, right? So I have, I'm involved in a number of activities. I play basketball every week at my YMCA, and I've started to become friends with a lot of the regulars that play there. And some of us follow each other on social media and and can reach out and connect on certain things. Uh, I play pickleball every week in my neighborhood, and I've started started to get to know some of the guys there. And um, one asked me for a recommendation on something the other day, so that's something. Um, when I first in so in 2003, this is interesting. Uh, 2003, my then girlfriend, now wife, moved from Florida to California across the country to LA. We did not know anybody. We just decided we, you know, we needed to move to LA. And this is before social media. Uh, and I joined a poker group that I found on Craigslist because I played a little bit of poker. I wasn't that good, but I played a little bit of poker and I felt like it was a good way to meet people. And I went to this poker game one or two times across town. And uh, I, at one of those poker games, I met this guy named Sean Galt. Uh, we hit it off. He ended up taking me hiking and camping, stuff that I had never done before. We ended up becoming business partners on uh, sort of a side, a side business startup. Uh, we're still friends today, right? It's been 20 years. And um, a lot of things happened in my life. Uh, really great things happened in my life because I went to that one poker game. And I don't remember the other people that were there, but I made one friend who turned into be like a lifelong friend and business partner. And, you know, if we started with that commonality of, of wanting to play poker, but you don't get that until you show up somewhere and start talking to people. Exactly. Exactly. And I think you mentioned this, I'm not sure if it was in the book or in the podcast about um, previous employers, like places that you used to work, yeah. someone that you were friends at an old job. Yeah. I'm not the best at this, but you know, why not keep in touch with uh, old colleagues because they end up going different places, doing different things. Um, I hear stories. So I do a lot of, you know, consulting and speaking work in the corporate world. I hear stories all the time of people who get hired by previous bosses because they did great work and they kept in touch. And then that boss takes a job somewhere else and needs to hire somebody. And they go, oh, well, Eric used to work for me. Let me so if you see if he's available. Why would I go interview, you know, post a job and go through a thousand resumes when I can just call you know, somebody who used to work for me, who I know does a great job. And like, that's where relationship building comes in. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So Andy, you're, you want to network with me. Yeah. I'm on LinkedIn. Yep. How, how would you go about it? Give, give a little example of how you would reach out to me. If, if I'm somebody on LinkedIn that you wanted to, uh, to meet. Sure. Yeah. So I, I'm doing this every day, all the time, and I'm still tweaking and improving as much as I can every day. Um, so I find you on LinkedIn. 
I'm going to send you a connection request, but I'm going to make sure that I customize or I personalize that connection request. So if you're on your computer and you hit connect, it's it's going to give you an option and say, ask, do you want to personalize this connection request? Um, tip, if you're on your mobile device and you're in the, the mobile app, uh, LinkedIn app, when you hit connect, it automatically connects without a message. So you need to hit the three little dots on the right side and go down to personalize invite in order to send that. Then I'm going to send a message basically stating my intentions. Hey, Eric, uh, I saw that you work in the sports industry. I've been trying to or wanting to get in the sports industry or I'm a, I'm an up and coming athlete. I'm trying to learn as much as I can, maybe even looking for a coach. Um, I'd love to connect with you and just learn more about what you do, right? So you're clear about your intentions uh, and you're also being sort of deferential to them. And then, you know, you you obviously it's up to you, Eric, to accept that connection request. And I find, I do this all the time and I find maybe 30% acceptance rate is pretty good. If you get more than that, you're you're doing well. So even if you, the best message, it's not, they're not all going to be accepted, right? Um, but you accept that connection request. You may not send me a message back because you might be busy and just hit accept then move on. So now I need to send a follow-up message. Hey, Eric, thank you so much for connecting with me. Um, again, this is who I am and what I'm doing. I would really love to talk with you about the work that you do and just learn whatever I can from you. Can we book a call uh, and get on Zoom, you know, sometime in the next couple of weeks. And my goal is always to get us onto Zoom so that we can have a video call and get to know each other. And that's where we're able to build a relationship. Unless you happen to be local, maybe I go for coffee. Um, but I am finding, I think, in my, at least from my own personality, that since COVID, I'm less likely to meet with people in person. It's not because I'm afraid of anything. I just used to just being more productive, being at home and being able to get on Zoom and get off without having to drive somewhere. So you, if they're local, you might go for the coffee or the lunch, um, but it's easier to get people and just say, hey, can I get 20 minutes on Zoom with you to ask you questions about your job or career? And then hopefully you're going to say, yes, I'm going to send a Zoom link. Um, I might follow up two or three more times if it's somebody I really want to talk to, knowing that you're probably just busy and you just need that reminder. And that's that's how I'd approach it. Awesome. Awesome. And that's why you are the <laughs> the expert in networking, because not only did I not know about the uh, the LinkedIn on the phone. Yeah. Tricky one. That little thing. But also the follow up is is awesome. Yeah. And also pay for the person's coffee. Pay for the coffee. That's right. Yeah. If you're inviting them, you're getting them to come. Yeah. Buy them a coffee. That's a good idea. I like it. Awesome. Awesome. Andy, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you? Well, we were talking about LinkedIn. Uh, I am there uh, every day, pretty much. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm pretty active on uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, and, uh, of course I have more information on my website, andystorch.com. Uh, if you are interested in getting, uh, more free advice on how to own your career, including some tips on networking, uh, you can go to my website, andystorch.com slash career and click on bonus resources. Uh, if you go there, you just put in your email, you can download, uh, the five steps to owning your career. You can download the top five most common career mistakes, uh, and many other stuff. And then of course, my full book with two chapters about networking is on Amazon. It's called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll tell you, anybody who's looking to transition, that to me is a is a must. Get Andy's book. It's an awesome, awesome book. Andy, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for giving us the information. This is going to help so many people. Thank you so much, Eric, for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Take care.